Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I'm I, serious. I think it'd be, it'd be just as hard to eat the turd because you get nauseous quicker. And you barf it up, and then you have to eat your barf. Yeah. But you see, people, you see drunk yeah. people, really drunk people do that shit all the time. I've never seen a drunk person eat their barf. And it, the barf had poop in it. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to live a little, Norm. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Super Animal Megabees Deathmatch Competition, Season Five, Round. Hello. There's <laughs> Kendall. He's exuberant tonight. This is, of course, the podcast where we make up imaginary animals and then get drunk and debate which ones would win in a fight. And I'm your host, Norm Sherman. And then we have our uh, our simian deathmatch commentator, Kendall. How are you doing, Kendall? Uh, doing pretty good. It's hot down in Florida, but uh, we're gonna make it. Hopefully through the summer. Drinking some uh, some nice cheap. Bourbon, as always. We're always kind of lean to the bourbon these days. What about you, Luke? Are you, are you doing the Maker's Mark again tonight? Uh, yep. Well, actually, I'm doing some Elijah Craig bourbon. <laughs> oh, God. Elijah Wood is that bourbon. The, uh, is... Elijah sounds like it's pretty old speak. It's a children of the corn kind yeah. of situation. Everett and Victoria and, you know, all these, uh, all these names that are coming back. They're like Effie. So all these names that like were for like our grandparents or older and now Marshall, are you know, Malachi. I swear, like Darby's. All, all, we have like six friends having kids right now, and they're all like sound like they were they should have been born in the uh, 1890s. Habakkuk, <laughs> Are any of them actually Malachi? Though I, I need to know that there is somebody in real life with that name. It would suck to be born Malachi because you'd you'd have all this burden on your shoulders all the time. Like I have to start a cult. In the corn, like it's basically, I have to you know murder adults with machetes and stuff. It's this whole prerequisite to being a Malachi, basically at this point, which is unfortunate. Beautiful night out. I don't know about down there in Florida, but it's nice up here. Yeah, only about ninety percent humidity, 80, 84 degrees right now at uh, eleven o'clock at night. Why do old people live down there? Don't they? You think the humidity would really mess up there? No, it makes it easier for them like to breathe and do shit. Dude, well, we've got like this. We've got like this one guy. I swear to God. He's ninety, and he looks just like a like a stick with with like flesh, like with you know the appropriate sticks. And uh, he rides this like three wheeled bicycle, basically a tricycle, like oversized tricycle with a basket <laughs> basically on it. Basically a tricycle. It is. Like, if it's three wheeled, it's definitely a tricycle. <laughs> oversized tricycle. He rides it like a mile and a half to the grocery store, like once a week. And I swear to God, I could walk faster than he rides this uh, tricycle. It's like his like it's like his for his dying motion is to. Like rotate the rotate the pedals one time, and I, but he makes it back. Like I mean, from the grocery store every week. It's it's really amazing. A little engine that could. Yep. Well, I guess when you're 90 and you live by yourself, I mean, there's not really much to do besides, you know, take a day long journey, the mile and a half to the store. Oh, I can't think of anything worse than being that old and having to deal with that shit. I know. I, know. I just keep. I mean, there's nothing to look forward to, being 90 and having to do that. God, that just sounds horrible. Yeah, I mean, you'd break your hip farting. <laughs> You know, <laughs> epic frail. Huh? Uh, huh? That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and then we, uh, let's see, who we left? Oh, Bo, our, uh, our art director, the person drawing all these mega beasts. Uh, Hi. Bo's apparently pretty wasted tonight. <laughs> yeah, this time, hey, I found something that worked. I know every week I, I, I call in with some kind of I mean, half-assed combination of things that really realistically won't uh, mix together like Mountain Dew and... Uh, green machine or something like that but this yeah. one's a winner uh three olives 
cake flavored vodka. Oh, grenadine yeah. and root beer. Wait, with root Wait, beer? So what, was the, what was the mixer? Grenadine mug root beer. Oh, God, Bo. Why do you I mean, do this to yourself? They have operations for vaginas at this point, Bo. Like, you don't have to go this route. You could literally have one surgically fastened between your legs. How, how did you – did you did you purchase a bottle of Three Olives Cake Vodka? Or is that like something that you picked up at a party? When you buy six <laughs> bottles, they're all 30% off. And so that, that sixth bottle is always something you're kind of on the edge. And basically, if something can make me laugh based on how stupid it is, I will buy it. And then because I'm an alcoholic, <laughs> and so I'll get a nice wine or whatever else. I get my, my crack and rum, the things I actually respect. And then by the, the sixth option, it's kind of like, okay, what do I get? And one week it's Bacardi or another time. Wait, you, you, you buy six bottles of liquor a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That would be, that'd be a bit aggressive. So let's say a month. Fair I'm, enough. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, though, this, this is it's a good mixture. I, I welcome anybody that is looking for something sickeningly sweet to try. It works. Hmm. Bo is the person that got me into the crack and rum, which uh, I'll always be kind of grateful for. I never heard. Dude, of I had some of that the other day, and it was delicious. Yeah, it really man. is good. It really is sponsor. good. Sponsor. That's exactly. Like, they should be our sponsor. Oh my ideas, man. A couple of free cases. Yeah, man. <laughs> do they support Ray Tiamat? Can we can we yeah. call them? <laughs> <laughs> do they support inappropriate erections from retarded people? You know that they probably are uh, sponsoring some kind of tentacle porn in, in Japan. Oh, absolutely. How could you not? So why not support? They're good friends at the Mega Beast Deathmatch. We love cracking rum. When you want rum, you just kick back, unzip <laughs> your fly, and release the Kraken. Um, yeah. So last round, the uh, Snake to Puss one, which I think we all. Boom. God damn. I know. That's a great. That's one. literally the worst kind of thing. I mean, how did the voters even? I mean, did they even consider the other opponents? I mean, like either of those other two guys just crushed Snake to Puss. What about the cricket? And clearly yeah. not the, I think Luke made a pretty strong case for the cricket against He did. Hey, in all in all seriousness, I think Luke made the best case anybody's ever made for the stupidest mega beast ever last time. Like I, I was I listened to it again at the end of it. I was like, yeah, that was like as good a case you could it's like trying to defend black people's right to vote, you know? It's like one of those things where it's just like you're like, Okay, that's I guess There's no way you'll leave that in. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's one of us instead. Uh, I didn't mean African Americans. I meant bl the black people, like the the ancient race of the Gisnebula. That's the colloquialism for them. Oh. <laughs> that's the sound of Luke refilling. <laughs> you gotta get to it with this podcast. That's for sure. So that uh, octopus snake, as if octopus and snake. Uh, a, a combination of snakes wasn't enough to be amalgamated into one. Now absorbs various powers from the platypus and from the cricket. Uh, yeah, now it's unbeatable. But I don't know. Look at round one. That that also happened to whatever his name is. That panda. Nobody's gonna contend with with that. I mean, come on. We'll see when that time comes in, in the final round. We that's always the hardest round because it just it's so convoluted and ridiculous at that point. Especially that, especially this round. I mean, this round. This I don't round. know what the hell's going on. This is my favorite round well, so far. Actually, round three here. Really? Yeah. So are we gonna let's read these uh, things? Who who uh, who wants to read Beast One Flamingo Lioth? Wait, I can read that one. It's the short one. Uh, flamingo Lioth is a thirty-five foot tall, six-ton uh, flamingo, uh, an enormous bright pink flamingo which can inflict massive damage with its heavy kicks. It has an extreme neon pinkness that causes disorientation and nausea. Mm. It carries oversized, typical weaponry, but merely for show. Nice. 
35 feet tall, Jesus. Six tons, 35 feet tall, yeah. Biblical weaponry, bitches. That always wins out. Look at Risk Santorum. But that's, 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 just for, that's just for appearances. It's not being used. That's all. Well, of course, that's what it's always for, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. That's not going to be a factor in the whole game here. It's just for appearances, but obviously you can sway voters with it, like conservative values and stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the cosmetics, yeah, the cosmetics play a big role. We'll just say that flamingo liaths uh, don't think birth control or evolution should be taught in schools. No doubt. <laughs> I knew after the last episode was relatively good, we were due for an episode like this. Oh. I just knew. <laughs> so who wants to read Siafleas, who I hate? Sure, I, I will. Let's go for it. Okay, so the, for, yeah, Siafleas is four feet long, three and a half feet tall, Times six, so there's six. To, there's actually a pack of yeah. these, uh, and it's they're 300 pounds each one, and I guess 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And they are calculating in vindictive this pack of six Siamese cat fleas, the size of Labrador retrievers, pounce unobserved to deliver deadly bites via saw-like serrated mandibles. Leaping bounds allow for hasty, silent traversal of battlefield covered in bony. Uh, what in the world? Sclerites? How you say that? Can attach to and remain hidden on larger enemies. Heat vision. The Xyophleas can easily breach enemy lines. They're easily distracted by the sound of jingling keys. <laughs> Pack behavior of questionable precision. Nice. Uh, this is the first time we've ever had a contestant that was. Uh, so we had the raccoon. What was it the, yeah. that had the three raccoons in the balls of the giant raccoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from yeah, that, that, we've never. Saccoon. Saccoon, right. In, I don't know what season that was. Was season three? Two seasons ago, something like that. No, I yeah. think it was three. Something like that. But this is the first one we've had that's been a, a pack, you know, kind of aside from that one. That's. Uh, this is pretty. That's, you know, it's an interesting perspective. You can really split up and kind of work as a team, maybe. Except for they can't really, apparently. <laughs> But they're addictive. behavior of questionable precision. Well, you can question anything, really. Anything's questionable. Yeah. Bo's sexuality, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we got Beast 3, Dread uh, Nautilus. Uh, I'd like to do this one because it's obviously the winner. Uh, so this sucker is 32 feet long, 18 feet tall, weighs two tons. It's a gigantic chambered Nautilus, not one of those... Uh, single chamber Nautiluses, I guess, <laughs> but more than one chamber yep. in this Nautilus. Mm-hmm. It's capable of achieving buoyancy in air by filling chambers with hydrogen. Armed and armored like the dreadnought-class battleships of the early 20th century. If that wasn't bad enough, this beast was raised with the rapid and fearless mindset that defined the early 1900 European empires. Air torpedoes uh, so, yeah, missiles erupt from the end of its tentacled maw with the range of hundreds of yards, though accuracy falls sharply uh, as distance increases. Central exhaust valve and center of tentacles blast scalding steam. Tentacles tipped with retractable bayonets. Another contestant yeah. with uh, retractable. retractable. Yeah. Hey, and Luke, <laughs> let's point out too that uh, every retractable contestant has won so far, right? Is that, mm. I think that's Is that true? Yeah, the panda had retractable weapons and he won, and then the uh, snaketopus had a retractable tentacles, right? Or something like that? Wouldn't that would, would, Man, people love retractable shit. I also just noticed in terms of redundancy here, I've managed to fit the word maw in every round. Probably since season one. Ma is a good word. Especially when you've got an uh, Oedipus complex. (laughs) (laughs) Both clearly drunk and high and all sorts of stuff whenever he drew these right here. These are, these all three, these are listener concepts, so 
I, I, I can take no credit. And actually, uh, to, to to wit, this has been the most popular round, at least from a, the early first day results. We've already had uh, 20 different people on the Facebook and eight on the uh, DeviantArt, which is more than the few before them have actually finished with. So there's something compelling here in the chemistry. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty good matchup, too, as far as just, like, certain strengths and weaknesses or whatever. And I love that this is finally around where we have mega beasts. Like, we have a 30-foot contestant and a 30-foot wide contestant, 6-foot ton, or 6 tons, 2 tons. Then you get the 6 semi-large Labrador-sized Siamese cat fleas. Although, hearing it spread back, they're they're 300 pounds, and most Labradors, I think, fall somewhat short of that. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, I assume maybe the bony sclerites were really heavy. Sclerite. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the word of the day right there. Sclerite. <laughs> Does anybody know what it means? Luke, you probably you're a biology major. What, is it, what does sclerite mean? Well, I think it's like just a bony uh, protrusion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did that uh, pique your interest? Um, <laughs> it's just the. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you need to, like, take the higher ground and not take the obvious dad joke, you know? <laughs> it just, it's, it takes restraint, though. It does sometimes. I think, you know. The, the, the one solid Norm Sherman College story I remember is that when we were all excited about renting some movie, it's probably like Best in Show or something like that, and we got, we were really stoked. But the entire time that we were at the movie store, uh, Sherman was like, um, no, guys, let's get this other movie. Let's oh, get this Luke other movie. just as responsible as me for that. This is a Luke and Jim yeah. story here. And so when we get back to the house, we open up the DVD, and we have some shitty vampire movie. Oh, it's not vampire. Wendigo movie. Was it Wendigo? Yeah. Ravage. Great work. Great work. So I've read, uh, I've read that reference, like, as being a cult classic. So. Ravage. Oh, bullshit. You're welcome for, you know, us expanding your horizons. I mean, if I put Ravage into Google, it wouldn't be the first 400 hits that came up. <laughs> I love how you'd have to go through the 400 hits of Ravaged on Google and, and watch all those videos before you found the right one. <laughs> yeah. No, this is just more dudes getting Ravaged. <laughs> this is like the Kendall's favorite little scavenger hunt ever. It was called Ravenous. It was Ravenous. called Ravenous. Ravenous. It's not really a Wendigo movie. It's more about cannibalism. It never really talks about the Wendigo. No, he gains power. That's the difference between the cannibalism. That, what happens is that there's this guy telling a story about how he survived the war. And he's talking about how he reveals how he ate all the members of his of his party. And only this one person thinks he's a Wendigo. But that's not as ambiguous in an actual film. Well, it depends on the evidence. The one, that one person. <laughs> we got to read the first user review on IMDb. It, it's titled... <laughs> Not only underrated, completely misunderstood. Ten stars out of ten. Did you write this? I mean, I, I hated the movie when we actually watched it. But Which yeah. which movie was better, Dreamcatcher or... Dreamcatcher. Dream no doubt. That's like asking, like, it's like asking talking about whether like, diarrhea or solid shit tasted better when I had to eat it. <laughs> it's like asking whether a Siamese cat that's a part flea versus a 35-foot flamingo versus a Nautilus would win in a fight. It's all just pointless, but that's what we do, really. And honestly, Luke, to answer your question, I would go with solid shit because I feel like it'd be easier to swallow than like trying to ingest liquid, like kind of viscous. Oh, you're crazy! You could do like a you could do like a bong hit of the diarrhea and just open your throat and force you, it down on automatically. I mean, yeah, you can just chug mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Nah, you can't just chug poop. 
Well, you can't just <laughs> shit either. You can't just like chew through it and swallow it. That's just as difficult. You know what? I really like Kendall's idea though of the bong hit. I would smoke that shit, huh? No, that's not, not ingesting it. You cannot eat it. Yeah. You can't, you can't smoke a whole turd. I mean, I'm talking about a lot man. <laughs> this is a discussion. Are you going to make me smoke a whole turd to prove it to you guys that that's what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We uh, we pick the turd, though. Jesus. No, no, that's off the table. Yeah. Harkens back to the old uh, eat the turd with <laughs> your nickel off of the scissors. Classic, yeah. The old rusty scissors. Yeah. And so people always like go back to the whole, like, well, he's scissors because it's gross to eat a turd, but <laughs> you get those scissors around your nipple and you tell me you could pull the trigger on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think anybody who says they would cut their nipples off with those little orange handle scissors is lying to themselves, and they haven't really—they don't. Well, know one, one—it's—it's it's one nipple. It's not two nipples. Okay, one nipple. Yeah, if you could do one nipple, you could sure as hell do the other one. You could do anything. You'd be president. <laughs> you <know? laughs> That's how you get it going. So you're saying if someone could cut one of their nipples off, they can be president. Uh, they could cut one of their nipples off with blunt scissors you get with fourth grade. They have to have orange handles, and they're super, super blunt. You're really—you might as well just use your index and middle finger as like kind of faux scissors. Like, so here's here's a legitimate question that never came up. I don't think could you get just blasted, and you could get blasted and do either one of these things. I think. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, if you were just, like, torched and, like, just about to pass out. If you've been smoking then... poop pipe all day, then yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I'm I, serious. I think it'd be, it'd be just as hard to eat the turd because you get nauseous quicker. And you barf it up, and then you have to eat your barf. Yeah. But you see, people, you see drunk yeah. people, really drunk people do that shit all the time. I've never seen a drunk person eat their barf. And it, the barf had poop in it. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to live a little, Norm. <laughs> So uh, I, I'm, right. I'm not sure where I'm going with the animal here. I, I don't want to be, you know, the front runner and go with Dread Nautilus just because he's a clear winner. So I'll just say that the numbers uh, and the pack dynamic will deliver Cy Fleas. You think? Wait, so but you just also said that, that Dread Nautilus was the clear winner, so. Well, a front runner at this point. I don't know. I don't know if there, if there can ever be a clear winner. Oh, Bo would know. Bo, like as of no, right no, no. now, who's the front runner? As of this recording, the uh, and this recording is actually relatively early in the life cycle of the round. We're trying to experiment here and True. letting May 24th. it go. Yes. So it's actually Dread Nautilus, probably seven, uh, no, I'd say 60% of the time it's Dread Nautilus, and then the other two split the 40. So he's, he's the front runner, but it's not like a bizarre runaway like it is some rounds. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, so he's, he's the front runner, so I'll, I'll go with um, – Fleas. I mean, pack dynamics are hard to, uh, you know, underrate. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'm not exactly sure how Fleas breaks in to, to break down Dread Nautilus. I can't make a great case as that's I could last thing. week when I decimated well, Luke's uh, argument. But I, I, uh, I I'll hear. intuition, intuition. Maybe. Let's just say this. Uh, firstly, the, uh, we're, we're talking about the Dread Nautilus as if he is some giant behemoth. And to say that would be to kind of neutralize the Flamingo Alliance, the, the, the biggest perk uh, yeah. it has. It's 32 Question, though, does it, does it stand on one foot like all flamingos? <laughs> oh, that's a good oh, question. Oh, it's just plenty of things. It, it stands on one foot and it flies. I didn't write flying because, again, you can assume certain things about what the Mega Beast does based on the animal nature. Do flamingos fly significant distances, or is it just kind of like to evade? Oh, yeah, no, they, they uh, fly away. They so migrate. They, they do. Yeah. Okay, and scientists could technically hop a ride on either competitor he because would. they can be so undetected. Absolutely. That's, his, long con. that's how he does it, I think. 
Kendall, like you were saying the Syphilis with uh, Dreadnoughtless, like I was wondering how he would crack the, the layers of the armor. Uh, Syphilis has heat vision, which is, again, one of those ambiguous things. Like, can it burn through the Dreadnoughtless's... What is that? Or, or could it, like, heat vision, like, to uh, meld the cannon, I guess, barrels to where they would backfire and blow up the Dreadnoughtless itself if it ever went, released its missiles. So one of the six for the, the greater... Yeah. Good at the so you, you see, you see, like Superman do that shit all the time, right? Where he melts the barrel, and then when the people shoot the gun, it like backfires or blows up in their hand or something like that. Heat vision means that he's using infrared, like he's. Is that what the heat vision is? I have to assume heat vision means infrared. Yes. Well, I'm it's, going it's, off of uh, like the way a flea operates, like it follows body heat. Yeah, but this is a mega beast, and so maybe that that has been naturally t- taken to its fullest extent, to where it actually shoots. Lasers from its eyes. No, you're saying it's both. It's not only a way to like locomotion where he can sense and jump to places with his heat vision. I didn't think of that. I have to assume since it's spitting scalding steam and it's filled with hydrogen that uh, the the dread nautilus runs pretty hot. So yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Let's just say that that's going to attract the most attention from something that sees in terms of heat. So no doubt the first time we do have for for the first time like a a competitor that can essentially split. If it was a smart, like they send three to uh, hang on to, you know, one competitor, so that no matter what happened between the other two competitors, they would always kind of be the last. At least some of them would be the last people hanging that's, around. That's Kendall's risk strategy played out word for word verbatim of like how you actually play. <laughs> just hides while the shit battles its way out, and then in the end, there's a Cyclops that's just kind of like Kendall, like in a risk game, that's sitting over there in Siam, just chilling. Oh, appropriate. Chilling, getting my two uh, supplemental armies every time because I own Oceania, bitches. Yeah, All right, so let's hear some other bitches. I, I'm giving you my half Yeah, Bo, what do you, what do you think um, on this well, shit? Uh, I, I want to say ahead of time that, that I'm a hardline anti-Dreadnautilus person. Not that I ever go out of the into the round thinking one is better than the other. Oh my God, I can happen. call this. Bo is obviously going to say, so Dreadnoughtless is the one that would win this, but I'm going to side with the one I don't think would win no, this. No, 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 no. I'm not out. trying to split the difference. <laughs> I'm saying completely removed from how people are voting because people are clearly voting for Dreadnoughtless. And my best guess, just removed from this, is that he'll win. That's not what I want to happen. I think uh, Fleming Goliath would win just because, uh, firstly... It's three times as heavy as the Dread Nautilus. So even though they have a certain amount of size-based parity, it would kick it around like a beach ball. Here's, here's something I thought about with the Flamingo. It could just stand still and, like, flap its wings and blow the other competitors, like, clear out of the arena because it's huge. The Dread yeah. Nautilus is kind of like a hot air balloon. It is just floating along on the breeze. There is no wordage to describe how it propels itself. Well, it shoots air what? torpedoes, missiles or whatever. Well, still, like the torpedo like itself, it has to be pretty small, aimed at a f***ing <laughs> six-ton, 35-foot flamingo. I mean, all it, I feel like, again, all it had to do is flap its wings and just re- orient the torpedo well it's standing on one leg too though so it's stable <laughs> i think we pointed that out you guys are focusing on the fleas this is just as much a cat as it is a flea so it doesn't necessarily like a cat would easily take down a flamingo so and this cat is small but there are six of them and they're all 300 pounds you add that weight up and not quite two times so it's almost as much as dread nautilus if you combine weight here and it's a cat so they're gonna be like stalking and shit they're not gonna be like up in the battle and they're just looking through your pictures and Absolutely, shit. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I want to bring up a facet of the uh, Flamingo Lions here that I don't want to go uh, unnoticed. Absolutely. Is the giant uh, uh, disorienting tinkness of it. 
That means if you stare at it directly, it'll just be nauseatingly neon, and you'll just kind of lose yourself. So the science leaves has a certain advantage in that it isn't seeing color. It's seeing infrared. But the Dreadnoughtles is just going to look at all that pink and just kind the of... The Dreadnoughtles doesn't really have eyes. I mean, the, the Nautilus was a deep-sea creature. They don't really <clears throat> see things. They sense them. This particular one is probably outfitted with uh, whatever equipment a you know, dreadnought-class battleship would have. I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. It wouldn't be vision for sure. I actually thought yeah. you were going to bring up the point, Bo, of like the thing that's not to be overlooked with the Flaming Goliath is the oversized biblical weaponry for show, which is clearly tacked on there. No, that's, that's for show. That is to be overlooked by its very description. Well, no, but um. aside, from the, aside from the fear and intimidation or just like the uh, hometown values that I think it instills in a contestant, you kind of want to vote for Flaming Goliath because you know that... Hometown <laughs> values. Yeah. You might not agree with all of Flaming Goliath's basic things, like maybe he doesn't want gay marriage. And he's, wait, he's named Flaming Goliath and he's huge and pink. <laughs> he's for gay marriage. <laughs> all right, Liz, let's hear your, let's hear your argument. Dreadnoughtless is mm -hmm. clearly, so he's got defense with a hard armored plating. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got by far the most offense capability of any of these contestants. He's got one of my gold standards. Uh, uh, in terms of range weaponry. I mean, in terms of range weaponry, it doesn't get much better than fucking missiles. You know, we have contestants with guns or that can launch acid or whatever, but this is a fucking missile that Yeah, but explodes. Luke, I agree with everything you said so far, but uh, it does get better than air missiles. Well, air torpedoes, which are practically missiles, I believe, is what you're Yeah, trying. semantics, really. I mean, I just wish there was something other than air coming out of this thing. Again, it's, these, are, these, are, these are crippling farts, like we talked about. No, no, no. no. They're, they're it's explosives. A, it's a torpedo they're, it's that just flies through the air. It's just a torpedo in the air. It's Norm, not like Norm, exactly you're such a <laughs> Yeah, you're, you are a stupid. <laughs> and listen, it's a, I mean, it's not air. You guys are saying it's not air. It's a missile. And what would that even mean that there was a torpedo? It's gonna fucking destroy that flamingo. You know how easy it is to hit a six-ton flamingo with a missile? It's really easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> An air missile? An air torpedo? You stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what you get whenever you go to the varsity. You get air torpedoes for the rest of the night, pretty much. No, you get shit torpedoes. Well, you can't really distinguish the two, can you? And that's why you end up with all sorts. <laughs> it's a grab bag down there. <laughs> if you could figure yeah. out which is which, then it's really a, a dice roll every single time. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, CS will be a little harder because... They're so small and mobile, but mm -hmm. uh, he does have tentacles with retractable bayonets, Absolutely. and he's got the uh, the steam blast. So I think it might take him a while to eliminate every single one of those sea fleas. But I mean, the dreadnoughtless looks like it has about twenty tentacles, each tipped with razor sharp bayonets. I mean, that seems like a pretty good weapon to take out six. Absolutely. 300 pound hats with. Yeah. It's like if I had 20 arms with fly swatters to take out six flies, it wouldn't be that big. Yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, it's, it's just the rock, paper, scissors of it. Like, is, the, is that going to happen while Flamingo Live is just chilling out, 
Stricken yeah. Manhattans. You know what? The whole rock, paper, scissors argument to me sounds like two people who know that Dread Nautilus is going to win but are trying to just like pass yeah. this off as some sort of like luck thing when it's clearly No, not, but it's yeah. serious. That's, some, that's something that you have to equate when you have a three-person match or a three-entity you know, well, match. Yeah, so. I mean, but we always come around to this. Like, what, how do the three being together interact? But I think the Dread Nautilus can probably shoot off his missiles all the while uh, combating the uh, fleas of the tentacles. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if they get up on that Nautilus, they can, I like Bo said, like they can get up under the armor. I could see that happening if they could get in there. But, but remember, be... he's got radar. Well, we assume. It doesn't say description, but he does navigate through the air somehow. Oh. So he would probably have But you can't of... radar yourself. I mean, if it's already in there, it's already on there. Yeah, but you can. What? <laughs> it's already in there. It's already on there. Can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you have a radar, you're not going to pick yourself up on the radar. Nautiluses typically have more tentacles than other cephalopods, up to ninety. Whoa, that's a lot. Up to ninety? That's what it says on Wikipedia. One of y'all hit it just now. Dread Nautilus. All the I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to it's hard to make an argument against them, but yeah. I don't want to discount the fact that we have a competitor that you're all relying on that has hydrogen balloons inside it or something like that and is shooting missiles. Sounds It just sounds very dangerous to me. Wait, wait, wait. I don't, is that I would true? Be very, yeah. Is I, it hydrogen it explosive? It's highly explosive. Well, dude, a, uh, a jet fighter is full of jet fuel, which is almost as explosive as hydrogen. You're not worried about that shooting off missiles. That's a good I mean, Again, it's which Siamese cat leaves, one Hindenburg. So if only three of them go in there, cause one misfire of the missile, the thing has exploded. It takes itself out of the match. Well, f Easy peasy. Because I thought that Dreadnoughtless would take this easily, but now I'm a little concerned about the whole hydrogen blimp thing and the heat rays. I I'm willing to concede there's some scenarios where uh, CS Lees takes this thing, but... To me, the the uh, if I had to put some money down, I'd still go with Nautilus. Well, it's been fun, guys. I mean, uh, this is, as always, a great combo. Learned a lot. All right. Well, we'll there you call, go. Me, Bo, and Adam, uh, Adam will call. You guys can bail. We'll finish this shit up. Cool. Okay. All right. See you guys. All right. Hey. Hey. We got Bo back on the line, and we got Adam finally here to close out the podcast. How's it going, yeah. Adam? Doing good. What are you drinking tonight? Um, little Seagram's, Seagram 7, whiskey. Nice. So, Adam, uh, you clearly are spunky from a recent iron injection. Have you had a chance to read through Syphilis vs. Flingoliath versus Dread Nautilus? I have. And what are your thoughts, uh, Mr. Beastmaster, sir, of, of this? I can see one scenario where the um, Syphilis win, but... Uh, it's it's a little bit of a stretch, and I think Dreadnoughtless has got it pretty much. It's hard to think of, hard to think how he might not. He's just he's just packing all the punches. Despite the size, even though like I think Dreadnoughtless will probably be able to pick off Fleming um, Goliath a distance, even though the color is going to throw him off and disorient him, and he's not especially you know targeted or agile. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, you 35 feet and six tons of like not an especially fast animal is hard to miss. With an explosive, the steam attack, the the, the daggers, they're not going to do all that much. You know, like once you're sitting there getting your brains ripped out and you're in desperation mode, he's going to launch a missile, Good. blow them both up, 
and they'll explode in this massive, huge helium-infused black. Yeah. The only way it could possibly explode is from the hydrogen that's filling Dread Nautilus, which is like, this is a big Zeppelin. Right. And maybe the heat vision from Syphilis, if we're interpreting him as having offensively... Oh, Jesus, him. for the heat vision. <laughs> oh, Jesus, for that. I think uh, the Syphilis, all it would take is one of them to survive to win, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point, Adam. We did talk about that. I think we'd better to have five focused fire and one just hang back to survive. But the five that are focused firing would go down and mix out both of the other two. And uh, then the ones... If that's how it pans out. But I yeah. think, again, Dreadnoughts would be able to take out Fleming Goliath with a distant missile just because of how big Fleming Goliath is and how hard to miss. Yeah. I got an interesting bit of penis trivia. Oh, God. <laughs> I know you are. Penises come up pretty much every time as weapons in this. But I, I got to wonder, whether, did Dreadnoughtless' torpedo uh, attack have anything to do with his phallus? Is that, was that intentional? What phallus? Nautiluses actually float around in the water, in the ocean, and shoot their penises like torpedoes. They're detachable. They see the female nautilus swimming by like 50, 60 yards oh, away, shit. and they take aim, and they go swoop, and they shoot their penis. It looks like, like a torpedo. Uh, it has a little tail that spins along, and it seeks. It, like, it just shoots in a straight line, exactly like a torpedo, until it hits. And he can shoot a couple of them until <laughs> so it hits seeking? the female. Okay, before anybody says another thing, I just want to point out that Adam just cracked this thing wide open. Actual thing. Yeah, yeah. It's That's already a... three people who voted for Obama and two for Romney. And then I found out Ron Paul had a detachable penis he could shoot at people. It'd be a huge thing for me. I just I was curious whether like having torpedo technology in a novel is turn of the century technology. This is old technology, not new technology. We gotta, we gotta mention that. Obviously, the Hindenburg. There's serious implications for having chambers that make you float filled with hydrogen. And again, I, Bo, I'm, I'm sorry, but the, these Syphilis might have heat vision laser beams. So all I'm saying is, you get that around some hydrogen. Damn it. Heat vision. Come on. <laughs> really. <laughs> Really? I don't know. I like to think of it as vision that is heat. So it's like whenever I look at it, it's hot as shit so much that it might blow up your Nautilus. You look at it as like, ooh, I can your, see heat. Your argument all past three rounds have gotten pretty pretty desperate, pretty stretched. I, I really want to uh, come up with some kind of an analogy here to shoot this all down, but <laughs> again, I'm compromised by cake vodka. I can't fuck <laughs> yeah, anything. It's this is know. the loosest approximation of a point make in terms of your heat vision thing. Uh, let's say he had African missiles. You're saying they're missiles the size of Africa. I'm saying they're missiles from Africa. I'm I'm more referring to what is being said in the language rather than this weird supposition based on two words that appear after each other. Vision made of heat. What do you do with vision? You see things. That's actually surprisingly very swaying because you used an analogy very close to my heart. Like, I look back sometimes and... I miss the rains back in Africa, and I think to myself, like, wow. <laughs> that was a really cool bass line, like, meh, 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 I'm like, yeah, whatever Bo's saying right now, whatever asinine cake wine-fueled bullshit he's spouting right now out of his chambered air-fused torpedo butt, I can buy it, but all I'm thinking right now is, like, the drums that have to the chorus. Harmony, I always sing, man. Heat vision, man. Think about that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we do have trading cards, by the way, which are my favorite possessions. And I, I, I plug these every week, but I always cut this part out because it just sounds like I'm, but, but I still want to sell some of these because Bo drew trading cards for last, up until this season, we have all these uh, animals are drawn out in amazing fashion. 
with uh, descriptions mm -hmm. in the back. And uh, if you ever want to confuse somebody with awesomeness, that's how you do it. Is you get these and you're like, you put them on your coffee table. Somebody looks at them and like, what the? F and you're like, exactly. Look. But yeah, don't be a bunch of sclerites. You should vote. You should call in. The number's four four three five five two three 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 six. It's because the Mega Beasts uh, trading cards are awesome. And go to megabeasts.com to get them. Call in, leave your rant about which Mega Beast would win this fight. With four four three five five two three 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 six. You can go to Twitter and vote, and you can uh, by hashtag. You can do it Facebook. You can Drabblecast forums. Uh, uh, Deviant Art. Oh, Art. You can go to the Bose Deviant Art uh, page, which is linked there. And we'll see you guys in round four, I guess, huh? Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to vote for Snaketopus. And it's because uh, the Luckbuild Platypus does have reality altering powers, but the Snaketopus exists partly out of phase with reality, so I think the Snectopus could just pop into whatever Negaverse it partially exists in, take out the Platypus, and then uh, eliminate that competition. And then after that, the Cricket Bat probably shouldn't be too much of a problem. All right. Uh, thanks, and uh, I guess I will listen to you guys later. Bye. Hey, this is Forrest, and I'm voting for Flamingo Elias because Flamingos fucking... Own. Number 11 ROU here. It's got to be Snake first, right? I mean, he's eight levels of awesome snake skulls and, you know, cephalopodic mad scientist brain. Plus, he is the only contestant that has offered a merciful death to all who vote for him. Are you going to get that from Cricket Bat or Foot Bill? I don't think so. So, vote Snake to us and uh, cheer him on all the way to the end. Yo, Dreadnoughtless has got the range weapons. It's fighting high up in the air. It's a link to a World War One battleship. It's got all that shit going for it. It's also a sea creature, which you guys all have a heart on for. So, Dreadnoughtless, period, done. End of story. Like, Flamingo Eyes has nothing going for it. Flee, what's its face? Fuck that shit. Like, it's all about Dreadnoughtless, period. Sea creature. Do it. Bye. A close relative, the paper Nautilus, conducts a most extraordinary sex life. The male, he's only a little black, about one centimetre tall, and the only thing that's any decent size on him is the penis, which is wrapped up in a sack <laughs> on top of his head. So when it becomes full of sperm, the sack bursts open, the penis arm straightens out, it's one of his ordinary arms, breaks off and swims through the sea and finds it by itself. We're right. not sure which. And, the, and she hasn't got really got a reproductive opening, so he sticks it up her nostril. So he puts the penis arm up her nostril or it swims in, then she uses that sperm to fertilise her eggs with. But it's an amazing animal, isn't it? A creature with a remote-controlled mobile penis is truly bizarre. The weird and wonderful methods of reproduction are but one example of the awesome ingenuity of Mother Nature. Nature.